You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. To God be the glory. When King Henry VIII was the King of England, he was a very powerful, very popular king, and his political career was very good, except that he had a problem with his married life. Henry VIII was so obsessed with having a male heir. Gustong gusto talaga niya na magkaroon ng lalaki na heir to his throne because he thought that if he dies and walang lalaki na heir to his throne, his throne or his kingdom will be destroyed. And so when his wife Catherine of Aragon, a Spanish princess, gave birth to a girl, a baby girl, King Henry VIII was so disappointed. Uh, yung anak nila, ang pangalan ay si Mary. And so King Henry VIII decided to divorce Catherine of Aragon dahil hindi makapagbibigay sa kanya ng male heir. And so he married another woman by the name of Anne Boleyn. He thought that this woman could give him a son. Unfortunately, Anne Boleyn gave birth to a baby girl. So lalong na-disappointed si King Henry VIII. And the name of the baby girl was Elizabeth. Because Anne Boleyn failed to give him a son, King Henry VIII accused Anne Boleyn of immorality. And later on, he had her executed. So, pinatay si Anne Boleyn dahil hindi siya makapagbibigay ng anak na lalaki. And he married another woman by the name of Jane Seymour. And this time, she was able to give King Henry VIII a son by the name of Edward. But days after giving birth to this boy, Jane Seymour died. So problema na naman si King Henry VIII. Meron na nga siyang anak na lalaki, pero wala namang nanay. Walang queen. And so he married again another woman and that woman was not able to give him a, a son or daughter and he married again. And King Henry VIII died as a disappointed man. He was very popular, very powerful, very rich. But he had only one boy and when he died, uh, the name of the boy was Edward. And Edward was a very young boy when King Henry VIII died. 
And uh, he only reigned for a few years. Namatay din si Edward. So siguro kahit patay na si King Henry VIII, masakit pa rin yung kanyang kalooban dahil he was looking for a son that will continue his reign but ang naiwan yung mga babae. Of course, Mary became the Queen of England and later on, Queen Elizabeth I became the Queen of England. I think King Henry VIII Look at what happened in the past. When a king dies and he does not have an heir, especially a male heir, his kingdom is at risk. Many times in the past, pag namatay yung hari at wala siyang heir, the kingdom will be destroyed and it will be taken over by another. Now if a king like King Henry VIII was so obsessed of having a successor, ano na lang kaya ang nasa isipan at puso ng mga anak ng Israel? That for more than 400 years, they did not have a king. When they were taken into Babylon, the last king of Judah was Zedekiah. If you read the book of Jeremiah, andun yung pangalan ni Zedekiah. And even when they were brought back after 70 years, the Persians allowed them to return. And the Persians were a little bit tolerant to the Jews. They were not allowed to re-establish the kingdom. So yung kingdom of Israel that was given to David, hanggang kay Zedekiah na lang. Wala nang anak si Zedekiah, wala nang apo si Zedekiah who became the heir to the throne. And for more than 400 years, the people of Israel or the Jews suffered so much. Because when the Persians were defeated by the Greeks, the Greeks were very cruel to the people of Israel. During the time of the Persians, they were granted some kind of an autonomy. But under the Greeks, no. They were treated like slaves. And then when the Greeks were replaced by the Romans, the Romans also treated the Jews so harshly. And for more than 400 years, there was the longing in the hearts of the Jews. Kailan pa kaya? Ulit, magkaroon ng hari from the house of David. And they were crying in pain, in humiliation. But then, something happened as recorded in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male 
is to be considered consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a, a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Pinuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. May God bless us upon the reading of his words. Why is this incident significant? That when Jesus was brought to the temple in obedience to what the law of Moses prescribed, that every firstborn male was consecrated to the Lord. And since Jesus was firstborn, he was brought to the temple. And at, inside the temple, there were two witnesses. And as I have already emphasized several times, that God is making us his witnesses. And these two old people, Simeon was already very old, and Anna was already very old. But God showed to them, God made it clear to them that this child, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not an ordinary child. And in this passage, in this particular incident, I see two things. That for more than 400 years, the Jewish people were groaning. They were humiliated. 
they were in pain because they were subjugated by foreign powers. And they were longing for the time that the descendant of David will once again sit on the throne. And yet, the Romans were there. How can this possibly be? And yet, it is seen here, the first thing that we see is that the coming of Jesus into the temple was a fulfillment of what God had promised to King David more than a thousand years before. Because if you read 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, God told David, because David wanted to build the temple for God, and God said, no, you will not build the temple for me, but your son, Solomon, will build the temple, and his kingdom will be forever. In verse 16, God said to David, your kingdom, your household, will be forever. And yet, 400 years have gone by. No descendant of David sat on the throne. At this time, when Jesus was brought into the temple, it was a fulfillment of what God promised David because Jesus was a descendant of David. And in this particular passage, the two persons that were there realized that although in the past it seemed that God has been silent, it seemed that God has forsaken them and has forgotten them, but the reality is that God fulfilled his promise to the house of David. And Simeon himself testified that, Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace because my eyes have seen your salvation. There are two people, as I have mentioned in the past, there are only two people in this world those who are prepared spiritually and those who are not prepared spiritually. There were other people in the temple at that time, but only two individuals recognized who Jesus was, and they were old. I think this is an encouragement to the senior citizens. Kasi kuminsan, pag tumatanda na isang tao, Parang ang feeling niya, hindi na siya importante. I have a friend. Uh, he also was one of my students in Bible school. And he said to me one time, Nong, ang tawag niya sa akin ay, Nong, Nong. Nong ako ay 30 years old and I'm in the ministry. Palagi akong ini-invite ng mga young people na speaker nila. Pero nang mag-40 na ako, ang nag-i-invite na lang sa akin yung mga kindergarten. So ngayon, 50 na siya. Ayawang ko kung sino na ang nag-i-invite. Baka hindi na siya na-invite. And there is this feeling na pag tumatanda na tayo when we grow older, we are already abandoned. We are forsaken. And I think, brothers and sisters, this is a very good example 
na kahit matanda na si Simeon, matanda na si Ana, importante pa rin sila sa paningin ng Panginoon. Because in this world, people worship a lot of things. Sabi ko nga, I was watching the movie of Michelle Pfeiffer, one of my favorites. I don't know if the younger ones would still recognize her. When in the 80s and 90s, she was a superstar. Napakaganda ni Michelle Pfeiffer. But then, a uh, few months ago, I saw a movie of Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, matanda na siya. Uh, Tindi na siya masyadong maganda. In fact, the movie is a tragic movie because it was a story of a millionaire, a celebrity. And when she was getting older, wala na masyadong offer sa kanya at yung mga natira niyang savings, yun na lang ang kanyang ginagamit. And she left the United States and she went to Paris and she disappeared in the middle of the night. Very disappointed. Very frustrated. But Simeon and Anna, they were old. But in the eyes of God, these people are valuable because God placed His Spirit in them. And that is the most important thing, brothers and sisters. It is not our achievements. It is not our accomplishments. But it is the promise of God, the deposit of the Holy Spirit, which means that God will fulfill whatever He has promised. God fulfilled this promise and He showed this to these two old people. Perhaps in the eyes of the community, they were no longer important. But in the eyes of God, they were given the opportunity to witness the fulfillment of God's promise. There are times we feel abandoned. There are times we feel we are rejected in this world. But God will never reject you. And the moment He has placed His Spirit in you, He will fulfill what He has promised. Jesus is the King of the Jews. Descendant of David. The Jews may not recognize Him as their King today. But it does not matter. He is the king. Even if they do not recognize him, he is still the king. And one day, he will come and he will rule and reign not only over the Jews, but over all the world. That is the first thing I notice in this passage. God will not lie. I thank God for that song a while ago. God will not lie. Whatever He promised, He will fulfill. The moment He has given you a deposit with the Holy Spirit, He will fulfill what He has promised to you and to me. And the second thing I noticed in the appearance of Jesus in the temple, because the temple at this time was no longer a spiritual center of the people of Israel. It might be a religious center, but not anymore a spiritual center. It became a political base for the politicians. The temple 
was used by the politicians for their political ambitions. In fact, Herod, the king of the Jews at that time, spent his wealth in rebuilding the temple to get the hearts of the Jewish people. Because there was a civil war. And Herod warned that civil war through the help of the Romans. And the temple, instead of becoming a spiritual center for the people of Israel, was now a political base for politicians. But Jesus, later on in his life, reclaimed the temple. And he reclaimed the temple and he said, the, my, the father, my father's house is to be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of robbers and thieves. Jesus knew what was going on in the temple. The political powers at the time were using the temple for their advantage. But the coming of Jesus to the temple shows that his kingdom has no end. Because Jesus is alive. And because he is alive. There is no problem about succession. Every time a king dies, there is always nervousness among the people. Because in history, pag namatay ang isang hari, there is always a possibility of a civil war. When Alexander the Great died, his empire was so great. He defeated the Persians. He marched all the way to India, all the way to Kafaristan. That was how extensive the empire of Alexander the Great. At age 27, he cried because he said, there is no more world to conquer. He was so successful. But then at the age 33, he got sick and then he died. And since he did not have an heir, his generals quarreled among themselves. He had four major generals. Ptolemy, Cassander, Seleucus, and Antigonus. These four generals quarreled against each other for supremacy because Alexander the Great did not designate a successor. And because they fought against each other, they started weakening each other and ultimately, they were defeated by the Romans. But the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will never experience that because Jesus is alive and there will be no power struggle among his followers. Because Jesus has no successor. Although someone is claiming that he is the adopted son, pabayaan na lang natin yan siya. Jesus has no successor. He does not need one. Because he is alive. Only those who died would need a successor. I wonder who will succeed Jose Maria Sison. He led the communist movement in the Philippines 
for 54 years. Thousands followed him, even to their deaths. But now that he is dead, what do you think will happen to a movement whose founder is already dead? But Jesus is very much alive. And because he is very much alive, then his kingdom reigns forever. He rules forever. And those who are in his kingdom will experience peace, security, and prosperity. I was talking to a person who just came from the United States. And he said, medyo nervous daw ngayon ang mga Amerikano. Sabi ko, bakit? We are afraid that there will be a civil war. I said, why? Because they are so divided today. They're so divided. And politics in the United States is so intense. And the moment there is civil war in any country, there will be no peace, no security, and no prosperity. But if our God is alive, and there is no power struggle because nobody can succeed Him, nobody can equal His power and authority, then the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will experience peace security, and prosperity. Thank God that we have two witnesses who saw Jesus Christ and recognized Him as the King. Because they recognized Him as the King, it was a fulfillment of God's promise to King David that His kingdom will have no end. His kingdom will be forever and they witness the coming of the eternal king the king who will never die he died on the cross but three days later he rose again and he lives forevermore and you and I who are members of this kingdom will not worry no matter what happens we do not know what will happen in 2023. Although some fortune tellers are now surfacing again. But nobody knows what will happen in 2023. But this I can guarantee you. All those who are in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will experience peace, security, and prosperity. Let me end this message with a thanksgiving to God for what He has done in and through Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church for the past 12 months. When we started in January, we were asking God, Lord, Allow us to participate in the local, national, and international ministries of Kamakop. 
and God granted the desires of our hearts. As of November 30, hindi pa kasama ang December, as of November 30, 2022, we have already participated in the National Ministry of Kamakop. We have released to the National Office the amount of 3,190,912. Palakpaka natin na For the first time in my 21 years here, ngayon lang tayo nakapadala ng ganito sa National Office. Hindi pa kasama ang December. As of November 30 pa lang. For missions, we were able to gather 1,263,882 as of November 30. Palakpakan din natin ang Panginoon. We were able to share with other ministries like the SAM, CAF, Gideons, the Bible schools, and other ministries, the amount of 2,489,805. Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon. We were able to share with the pastors in Zone 5. Uh, are you familiar with Sibuku? Meron tayong 18 pastors dyan. So we shared and we partnered with them and we were able to release 305,000 to them. Palakpakan din natin ang Panginoon. The total of what we have shared to these ministries is 7,369,599. That is excluding. Ito yung binigay natin sa kanila. Excluding what we use for the outreaches, yung mga tinamaan ng COVID, yung nabahaan, uh, may narinig ako na nasunugan din, excluding po yan sa binigay natin sa kanila. We trusted God for 19.9 million for this year. Yun ang ating goal. 19.9 million yung ating goal for 2022. I am happy to inform you that as of November 30, God has blessed us with 30.4 million. Amazing God. Kaya, when you are in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is peace, security, and prosperity. To God be the glory. You just heard the message from Zumbwanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!